If you would look with me in your Bibles to the book of 1 Thessalonians to chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians in chapter 4. Here I'd like for us to read verses 14 through verse 18. And you might have noticed in your bulletin our subject is simply with the Lord. With the Lord. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 14 through verse 18. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. I want to mention, first of all, that Jesus Christ is the center of attention to all of those who have been quickened by the Holy Spirit of God. For these, there comes a time in their life when they simply must go to Jesus. They just simply must go. There is a supernatural divine attraction that draws these to Jesus Christ and unites them in Him and with Him. I won't turn there, but back in the book of Genesis in chapter 49 and in verse 10 is a great prophecy of the coming of the Lord. And there he is referred to as Shiloh. And when Shiloh does come, according to this verse in Genesis 49, to him shall be the gathering of the people. What a great prophecy. To him shall be the gathering of the people. This gathering is taking place even now as the elect of God are one by one being drawn to the Lord Jesus Christ. All over this world, one by one, sinners are being drawn to Jesus Christ and they are forever united with Him. But what about the future? What about after this earthly life and our being with the Lord? Hold your place here if you would. I'm going to Matthew chapter 24. And in Matthew chapter 24, I want to read verses 29 through verse 31. And I'll mention this before I read this. There is coming in the future a reaping of this earth. One day the sickle will be brought upon the earth and then in the earth. 
The elect of God are going to be gathered together. And the gathering is a very important doctrine in the word of God. We gather here and, and assemble together to worship the Lord. But one day there's going to be the gathering of everyone who has been chosen in the Lord Jesus Christ. And they will forever be with the Lord. Matthew 24 and in verse, verse 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days. Shall the sun be darkened. The moon shall not give her light. The stars shall fall from heaven. And the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect, from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. I mentioned, and here it is in the scripture, the gathering together of God's elect. From all over this world, there will be this gathering of God's elect. In our text in 1 Thessalonians, in chapter 4, the Apostle Paul did write about this very same gathering together. And I'm going to read it again beginning in, in verse 16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. There is going to be this gathering together. We're told in verse 16, when there is this shout and the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, the dead in Christ will be the first ones to make movement toward the Lord. They will rise first. But as we know in verse 17, there will be some living when the Lord Jesus Christ does return. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. We'll all be gathered together with him. When you look at the last words in, in verse 17, after it says we'll be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord, it does not mean we're going to ever be with him in the air or in the clouds. We'll be coming back to this earth with him. But there will be this gathering together of, of the people of God. The wording in, in our text has been used many different times, and we've all heard it at funerals. 
And verse 18 says we are to comfort one another with these words. It is a comfort when you've lost a loved one. These words are a great comfort to those who are bereaved. But also they are great comfort to all of us as we live here upon this earth. Knowing that our earthly life is not everything that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to come back and God has graciously given us details about the coming of the Lord. This comfort that we have here is not so much of the resurrection but simply of the fact we shall forever be with the Lord. We shall ever be with the Lord. Now when you think about that last phrase in verse 17. So shall we ever be with the Lord. This will be no more than a continuation of our being with the Lord. For we are with the Lord now and He is with us. That's true for all of, of God's people. Look in the book of Colossians if you would. And in chapter 1. In Colossians and in chapter 1, in verse 27, the scripture says, To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. To put it very simply, if you are saved, truly saved, Christ is is in you now. If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. We have Christ now. He is in us now. And we are now, in a sense, with the Lord, and we shall forever be with the Lord. As we meet here this afternoon, we have the promise of the Lord that where two or three are gathered together, there am I in the midst of them also. As we assemble here at this moment, Jesus Christ is with us. If he is with us, we are with him as we assemble together. He said, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. When I read the words of our text, where it says we shall forever be with the Lord. It's not something new to me. For I am with the Lord now. And you are with the Lord now. And, and if, again it, it's just going to be a continuation of what we have now. In Colossians again. This time in chapter 3. I want to read verse 1 through verse 3. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Again, we are with the Lord even now. We are in Christ. 
Christ is in us. Your very life, according to verse 3, is hid with Christ in God. Again, being with the Lord is not going to be something new to the people of God. It's not going to be anything new. You're all familiar with the 23rd Psalm as, as David said, As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. For thou art with me. A week or two ago, as I was preparing to go to Alabama and preach, somebody said, are you going by yourself? I said, no, I never go by myself. The Lord's with me. It'll be me and the Lord traveling to Alabama. And being with the Lord is not something that's going to be new to the people of God. We are with the Lord even now. When we come to the point in our life where it is the appointed time to draw our last breath, the Bible makes it very clear that we are going to be absent from this body, but present with the Lord. We're present with Him here, but death does not separate that presence. We will always be with the Lord. We will not have these bodies. We'll leave these bodies when we draw our last breath, but we'll be disembodied spirits with the Lord. And again, that's one of the great hopes, expectations of the people of God. When we come to the end of our life, what comfort it is for a child of God to know that death is not the end. I'm just going to leave this body of sin and be in the immediate presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul said, comfort one another with these words. Look back to 1 Thessalonians again, if you would, and go with me to chapter 5. And as you're turning, uh, I'll mention another word of the, the psalmist David. In, in Psalm 139, David said, When I awake, I shall be with thee. What a blessing. What something to, to notice in the scripture. 1 Thessalonians in chapter 5 and in verse 9. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. And you'll notice in this chapter also, the very next verse, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together. He mentions comfort once again with this matter of our death and being with the Lord. Again, there's no doubt at all in my mind that one day we're going to die unless we are living when the Lord comes back. That's an appointment that we're going to, to meet. When we die, the skin worms are going to be about their natural duty, but this too will come to an end. For the Lord will come back. And there will be that shout and the voice of the archangel and the trump of God 
and the dead in Christ are going to rise no matter what that physical body may be in. They're going to rise. I'm going to go back to the book of Job. In the book of Job, and in Job chapter 19, Job in chapter 19, and I'm going to read from verse 25 through verse 27, then go to Job chapter 14. But Job chapter 19 in verse 25, notice the confidence of Job. I know that my Redeemer liveth. Well, what a blessing to know that. He also knew that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. Chapter 14. Job in chapter 14. I'm going to begin in, in verse 1. Job chapter 14 and in verse 1. Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. He cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. He fleeth also as a shadow and continueth not. And dost thou, and dost thou open thine eyes upon such a one and bringest me into judgment with thee? Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one. Seeing his days are determined, the number of his months are with thee, thou hast appointed his bounds that he cannot pass. Turn from him that he may rest till he shall accomplish as an hireling his day. There is hope of a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again, and that the tender branch thereof will not cease, though the root thereof wax old in the earth, and the stock thereof die in the ground, yet through the scent of water it will bud, and bring forth bows like a plant. But man dieth, and wasteth away. Yea, man giveth up the ghost, and where is he? As the waters fail from the sea, and the flood decayeth and dryeth up, so man lieth down, and riseth not, till the heavens be no more. They shall not awake, nor be raised out of their sleep. Oh, that thou wouldest hide me in the grave, that thou wouldest keep me secret, until thy wrath be past, that thou wouldest appoint me a set time and remember me. If a man die, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. Thou shalt call and I will answer thee. Thou wilt have a desire to the work of thine hand. Now the wording here in Job 14 should be read and kept in mind back in our text in 1 Thessalonians in chapter 4. 
For Job did write about the coming of the Lord. He did write about the change that was going to take place. In 1 Thessalonians in chapter 4, I'm going to begin in verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For, or understand that as because, because if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or go before or precede them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore comfort one another with these words. Consider saints who have died and they have left their bodies as I mentioned earlier, their disembodied spirits have gone to be with the Lord. Well, what's going to happen with them when the Lord leaves heaven and come back? Are they going to be deserted? Are they going to be left behind? Well, not at all. If you read verse 14 in this text again, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. They're going to come back with the Lord Jesus Christ. Every one of your loved ones who have died in Christ and their spirits are now with the Lord, what an experience they have in their yet future. Jesus said, I will come again. And when he does fulfill that promise, every one of them are coming with him. I can't imagine that. I cannot imagine that. Look in the book of Jude, if you would. In the book of Jude, and in, in verse 14, A man named Enoch, as it states here in verse 14, the seventh from Adam, he prophesied, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands, that thousands is in the plural, ten thousands of his saints. They are going to be with the Lord in that glorious return of Jesus Christ and what an experience they are going to have. In our text in 1 Thessalonians in chapter 4, I won't read it again, but in verse 16 and verse 17, there will be the first resurrection. 
And there's going to be a time of great transformation. You remember in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul said we'll all be changed. We're going to be changed from mortals to immortal, from corruption to incorruption. We're going to be changed. And this is a great thing to, to consider. We're going to be changed. Flesh and blood as it is now cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. A change must take place. And when it does, in verse 17 of 1 Thessalonians 4, it says, So shall we ever be with the Lord. Now I've mentioned repeatedly, from the moment that you are quickened, you are with the Lord. We know we were chosen in Him before the foundation of the world, but experientially you were with the Lord when you were quickened, given spiritual life, and you've always been with the Lord. But this with the Lord here in verse 17 is going to be a continuation, but it's going to be so advanced from what we experience now. We're going to have glorified bodies. We're going to be in the immediate presence of the Lord, be able to behold His glory as we never have before. Now, the Bible says, we see through a glass darkly. Our view is dimmed by our uh, just our human nature and depravity. But when this takes place, we're going to see face to face. Be with Him as we never have before, personally with the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Scripture tells us of this over and over and over again. Now I want to note something else in our text. In verse 17, again I believe in verbal inspiration. Every word is inspired by God. There's no word in the scripture there just to fill up space or with no meaning. In verse 17, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Notice the wording very carefully. <clears throat> because it does not say, even though this is true, it does not say it here. It does not say we will forever be with Jesus. It does not say we will forever be with the Christ. It does not say we will forever be with our Redeemer. It says the Lord. It says it twice. Why the word Lord here and not the word Jesus, even though Jesus is our Lord? I'm convinced that it, when this does take place, the great change in us takes place. When we are glorified together with the Lord, we'll see the Lord, understand the Lord, behold the Lord as we never have before. When we see Him in all of His glory, we're going to know far more than we know now that Jesus Christ is Lord. 
If you're saved, you already know that. If you're truly saved, He is your Lord now. But your understanding of it and my understanding of it is so limited. But one day, Paul wrote here, we shall forever be with the Lord. With the Lord. Knowing Him far more than we know now. With the Lord. One more thing before I close. I want you to notice in verse 17, when the Scripture says, with the Lord. What does that mean? And you might think, well, it's just very simple. It means just what it says. Well, it does. If you understand what it says. With the Lord. Sometimes the word with simply means to be in the same location with someone else. And that is the meaning here, but the word that's used here means far more than that. Notice a couple of scriptures with me, if you would. Look in Matthew chapter 12 and in verse 30. In Matthew and in chapter 12, and in verse 30, Jesus said, He that is not with me is against me. And he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Now that does word with here has nothing at all to do with location. It's got a deeper meaning. And so it does in our, our text. The word with as used in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and in verse, verse 17. That word with means that you are identified with Christ. Certainly you're going to be with Him in location, but the wording goes beyond that. It means that there's going to be a unity and a connection, a full fellowship with the Lord that you've never had before. There's going to be an identification of you and the Lord that you've never known before, never experienced before. I've used this example on many different occasions. I am with Janice in a, a relationship that I am not with any of you. I'm just with her. She's with me. It does not matter if we're in the same location or not. I'm with Janice. Janice is with me. And again, there's that connection. There's that relationship. There's that identification. I'm identified with Janice. Janice is identified with me. It'd be hard for you to think fully of me and not think about Janice or the other way around too. And the wording in 1 Thessalonians in chapter 4 when it says that we shall ever be with the Lord certainly will be in the same location. But again, the wording here goes deeper and, and a lot further than that. Let no one think now I'm going to close with this statement. Let no one think that you will be one day eternally with the Lord 
If you are not with the Lord while you're living here upon this earth, if you're not with Him now, you have no hope, no expectation of being with the Lord when you draw your last breath or at His return. You will never be with the Lord if you're not with Him now as you live here upon this earth. 